Hello everybody, um, this is Abel Mesersh with a sort of special Bundesliga Bulletin coronavirus edition of a podcast and um, with me is Konstantin Ekner. Um, say hello. Hi. We're going to introduce <laughs> you properly because uh, well, we, we had some uh, earlier, we had some difficulties on, on the previous podcast, which I think is going to be now the last uh, tactics podcast. But, but I think right now it's like, you know, uh, March 19th. 2020 and nobody really cares about the Bundesliga tactics because we can't even remember what 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 tactics look like in the Bundesliga would you agree yeah absolutely I mean, it feels like it was a thousand years ago when we last watched a professional football match of any significance right yeah i mean i think i was i, mean, I was really I was editing an article today about liverpool atletico madrid and, and i was like well, when was that i don't remember and that was probably one of the last or, or the, the europa league after that and it was i think it was like a week ago um but anyway like i think what we want to talk about today is, is more sort of a larger look at um how the bundesliga has been affected uh by the coronavirus and how the world has been affected you know Uh, both yours and uh, and mine, and of course, obviously, more important people than us. Um, and I think like uh, an interesting sort of starting point is is, is you actually uh, wrote a Fuyeton, uh, sort of an article for Neue Zürcher Zeitung today, which 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 had to do uh, more about the Spanish flu of 1918. So, um, like, just to just to kind of touch on that, like, what did you see as sort of similarities, or what was the sort of the idea behind that article? Yeah, so of course there there are some um, striking differences, especially um, back in nineteen eighteen. Uh, more, modern, I mean, still modern medicine. Like when we talk about Robert uh, Koch and others, uh, there was there was still like modern day medicine. But the influenza virus um, was, I think, first um, basically detected in nineteen. 33. So uh, 1918, nobody really knew yeah. what was the influenza virus or what, what were influenza viruses. Um, so, um, of course, um, the, the Spanish flu, which ca didn't came from Spain, yeah. it didn't come from Spain, but still um, the Spanish flu, uh, of course, caused a lot of suffering, 15 million dead and um, another... I don't know, uncounted number basically. Five million that were infected. That's that's because because it, it's supposedly yeah, like the idea they, is that uh, more people, you know, far more many people died from it than from World War One. It's it's really hard to count, especially yeah. because it was all over the world and in in um, colonized Africa, for instance, uh, there were a lot of people suffering. But also, what I want to say is, there were fifty million fifty million died. There were a lot more, maybe ten times people infected, but also a lot of people there who recovered. Yeah from the Spanish flu, did so with uh, long-term health issues, lung issues, um, which never really got, got treated properly or couldn't get treated properly. And like these people suffered and, and were never the same um, after Spanish flu. That's also something to keep in mind, and especially Spanish flu. I mean, the, the first and second outbreak happened during the First World War, which contributed to the outbreak, uh, because it, it yeah. I mean, most researchers now think that it came from the U.S. Mm -hmm. uh, U.S. soldiers basically transported it into France uh, when they landed in in the harbors of France, and then of course uh, going to the battlefields, and then it transmitted to to you know to German yeah. soldiers and from the to British soldiers and so on, and then it spreads all over the world uh, in, every, like in every every corner of the world. Uh, Deutsche Grippe, right? Like in, in, in I think in 
in the uh, New York <laughs> Times. <laughs> Yeah, the, yeah, right. That the Americans. It was also war propaganda to some extent. It was that they because they they saw uh, a lot of German soldiers suffering from the Spanish flu, and they called it the, the German flu. And also, some some Americans said it is of course the German flu because the German are unfaithful, and uh, that's why they got it. I, I mean, there was especially in 1918, there were a lot of people thinking that it was a sign from God that uh, there was uh, some some kind of pandemic um across the world and, and that's so but, but when, I, like when today, I look right like there's 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 some people who are who are pushing that yeah, but less yeah, <laughs> the, the percentage you would, you would think yeah you would hope the percentage is minus school i think to uh, compare to 1918 and it is of course they, they were not like no one not, not any even the smartest uh people in, in medicine didn't really know how to treat it um, um and they, they couldn't really do anything about it so that that's of course different i mean today people a lot of people across the world in different companies and research institutes are research, uh, doing research on medicine and vaccination and so on. Um, so, but uh, one or two similarities I saw uh, because I, I knew or I researched um, about the Spanish flu like a couple of years ago and it's just dusted up a little bit of, of what I what I knew for the article uh, is that um, there wasn't really there was like no distinct or decisive reaction by public policy, for instance. I mean, there were a couple of cities or regions who did something in terms of uh, no contact regulation or social distancing. I mean, there were some, but it wasn't like a for horror um, yeah. national or even transnational. Uh, type of policy applied. Uh, so there's the f now famous example. I think there are some some graphs uh, also on Twitter and in articles. The, I think the Atlantic had one about uh, Philadelphia compared to St. Louis. So mm -hmm. there was Mark Stockhoff. I even mentioned in, in the essay, uh, Mark Stockhoff was the public health commissioner of St. Louis. And he early on convinced the mayor, Henry Keel, uh, to basically uh, cancel all public gatherings and, and uh, not allow any further public gatherings. It was in late September um, when the when the second outbreak right. was going on or was, was about to happen. Uh, and in Philadelphia, they had a had a large um, Liberty Loan parade uh, on I think twenty eighth of September, and like by uh, October seventh or something, they had so many people dying or at least suffering in the hospitals or somewhere else because there were not enough hospital beds uh, because the Philadelphians did say, no, we don't care. So what I see is that, that, that of course, uh, in the past couple of weeks, we saw, we saw it in Italy and yeah. we saw it also in, in Germany. I mean, I saw it in Germany. I, I talked to really smart people about seven or maybe let's say 10 days ago and they're still really really smart people like in berlin in positions where they have some kind of power and they still said like well it's it's more like a bad version of the flu yeah. or it's like just a bad version of influenza it's it's all right um or it's it, i mean it's not good but it's like um not that not that worse than maybe uh bad year of influenza um like that, that kind of like closing your eyes and not accepting reality well, and um it it's also yeah. it's, it's interesting because like you know to bring it around to the bundestag i, I thought that was the attitude sure. for for many of the uh, the sort of people in charge and you know understandably when you've got i think the, the figure that came out is 750 770 million euros the Bundes, the bundestag teams or or you know and I think now there were individual calculations of 
roughly uh, two million uh, at the gate revenue for Gladbach, probably three for Dortmund. And like Bayern had this thing where they're losing. Uh, well, so some some calculations had you know fifteen. Some some calculations had more. But basically, you know, you un- you understand in a sense. I mean, in in from sort of the the humanitarian point of view you don't understand but in terms of the business point of view you understand that you want to keep these things uh going for as long as possible of, of course i mean i i look more at the at the public policy right. aspect or uh, people people in in politics or because of course when you talk to i mean uh, football wasn't professional football wasn't really a thing in 1918 of course but there's still businesses shops cafes restaurants super, uh, supermarkets not really supermarkets but markets mm-hmm. shops um and and also everything else like uh hat trestles and, and and barbershops um and of course if you would have, would have been up to them and in most cases it was up to them they wouldn't have uh, done, done a thing because like, they had to run a business and uh, i mean today in many countries there are more tools uh, to fight the economic crisis, I think, uh, compared to 100 years ago. Uh, a social system is completely different in most countries, of course, not in all countries. Uh, health system is different, but still, uh, if it's up to business owners, I mean, they want to let the show go on as long as possible um and 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 bundesliga is the same still i mean you said you said a figure is about it's 370 million in tv rights fees no no it's yeah it's if if you if you split if you split up it's 370 million in tv rights fees for the remaining nine match uh, match days um and then it's about 4.5 million next uh, on 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 average per oh, match yeah. in terms of uh, um, ticket revenue mm-hmm. and sponsorship money, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is also I mean it's, uh, sponsorship money is also maybe this it, it, in some cases it might be paid it depends a little bit on the contracts but usually I mean yeah. as a sponsor uh, in, in stadium you pay per match right. or at least per like you pay installments for a quarter of the season or something it's the same in TV, TV rights money there's like one last installment for this right. season that hasn't been paid. The, the last one basically for the um, for the yeah. remaining quarter uh, of the season. So uh, of course it's, it's seven hundred fifty million or something like that. I, I, it's not really. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're like, never gonna maybe get it's seven hundred, maybe it's eight hundred. And I think oh. no, of course not. But it's of course a lot of money, uh, a lot of money. Uh, on the other hand, I think some some clubs acted smarter than others. Um, and also when you look at the fan base. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, before uh, before corona, the corona outbreak in Germany, uh, you had the fan protests and and the ongoing or the, the, the apparent divide between fan base and not in all cases, but uh, between fan base and club officials and, and and the German FA. And I think what you can see to some extent, at least, is that um, the fan base, the hardcore fans, the diehard fans, you know, the, the people um, in the stands, you know, holding the banners uh, and, and so on. They are more about, you know, like, think about us, think about the fans, think about the community. We are part of a community. Uh, you know, Borussia Dortmund fans, they see themselves as part of, of the game, of course, but also they see Borussia Dortmund and themselves as part of a, of the Dortmund community or, or however you want to call mm-hmm. it. And and they are now starting initiatives where they help people out yeah. in their communities in Dortmund, for instance, and the Bayern fans do it in Munich, and you know you get it. Um, and some clubs also accept their role beyond like the economic thing, the economic dimension. They they accept their role as being part of a larger um, community, social community, 
um, look look at Union Berlin, for instance. And, and the chairman, uh, Dirk yeah. Singler, the chairman of Union Berlin, was the one who sided with the fans during the mm -hmm. protests yeah. because different kinds of connections to the fans and to... In, in Berlin, it's different. It's not like the entire city. Union Berlin is very is connected to uh, specific areas, Köpenick, mm -hmm. a specific area in Berlin. And and really, like when you when you walk by the stadium, like people just stop by and look at the stadium. They, they just during the day, like yeah. in daylight, they just look at the stadium and they just watch it. They just like it's a, it's I don't know what it is like basically a church for them. Yeah. Um, and they are really, really connected to that community, and they think like they have a greater social responsibility, especially in and times of crisis. I think. And, and and our our clubs are are really focused on business, mm -hmm. and in, 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 and I think it's not about like of course you have to your priorities you have to run a business you have a thousand employees or something on average in the Bundesliga, um like uh, Bundesliga clubs on average have a thousand fifteen hundred employees, um like directly and also in in these uh, in these companies they own like a, st a stadium entertainment company and and so on um or hospitality companies, so. But still, like the, the 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 communication strategy that some of these clubs had yeah. or have had the past two weeks or so was pretty yeah, bad, let's, actually. Let's talk about uh, both a little bit, right? Like, I think I think yeah. probably the worst one was 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 our, our Akivetska, we should, we should say, who I think really started <laughs> yeah. to backpedal. But I think like for for people who didn't catch it, it was you know like right around the time when everybody kind of came out, like even uh, Uli Hoeneß and Herbert Heiner and and sort of even sort of. Uh, the people like who you know you normally don't associate uh, Uli Hoeneß with sort of reasonable and, and sort of empathetic uh, sort of expressions, but then like you know Vatske was the one who I think it was ARD uh, sports show maybe that he was on, and like on Sunday night, which is basically like after you know the first you know it's like the, the body isn't even cold yet as as they say, or uh, he was mm -hmm. like, well, I think this is this this might be a little bit overblown, and it's time to get back to normalcy, and you know we have to like keep the players in form and pay them, and uh, and, and and I think like to, I, I understand what he's trying to say, but this is it's just the timing of it was just so short sighted, and I think he got so much, you know, so much uh, kind of like everybody, I think the Düsseldorf uh, and basically like always it's big always, and I think you know all all the small clubs just started dunking on him, which. But you know, it, 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 I understand why they're doing that because for them, it's obviously a thing. And Vatska, I think himself basically backpedaled, and now I think he's donating a third of it, or he's not donating, but he's sort of um, waiving a third of his salary, I guess. Yeah, um, uh, there was also Rummenigge, uh, the yeah. uh, as a head of the executive board, was was. was uh, not necessarily sided with Watzke, but he was also oh, more about yeah. yeah we have to we have to get the we have to keep the show running somehow. I think that was also before, today, I, I think, think just to be just to, like to not to defend Karhan Sumeniga because far be that from me, but I think he actually said that like Thursday or sort of Friday before. But yeah, yeah, but even today I saw someone from uh for. Uh, I don't want to now accuse the wrong club, but it was one of the Bundesliga clubs, and someone said like basically, um, yeah, we have to wait a little bit, but then maybe we can start playing games behind closed doors yeah. and stuff like that. Um, still, I I don't I don't really I know that they see their business going down the gutter. It's yes, of course, that's one thing. But also, I personally, I think like you can. I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't solve the entire issue, uh, because some clubs are really tight uh, in terms of money. They they really need the revenue. But um, and I also when I hear about like Aki Watzke waving a third of his salary, like 
dude, right. just waive the entire yeah, right. salary for the next <laughs> yeah. six months. Like, like he, I, I think that the last financial report said that he own uh, did he uh, earns two or three million a year, something like that, somewhere in the ballpark of two or three million a year of bonuses and everything. Like he, he has earned enough money either, to yeah. say, yeah, in the next six months, I don't, I don't need like that uh, a million i mean sure of course a million is nice but in, in, in times like an, an extraordinary time goodwill, right? i yeah. just rave my rave my salary and like his players should do the yeah. same i mean i i think more more gets and marco royce and um or not just to talk about dortmund but um uh, Tank. i mean they will all be fine if they just wave their their Gladbach salary for the next six months that, right like so they should give them a little bit of credit like uh Borussia mentioned Gladbach did that today uh, but no, only the provisions, uh, not, well, not, not the entire, entire salary. Sort of, sort of some, some, some stuff, but apparently, like they're saving a couple million or something that I heard. Yeah, but but uh, quite frankly, I I don't really get yeah. it. I mean, we we don't talk, we don't talk about uh, people working in a factory. Yeah, yeah. You're getting by. We and I I don't like I don't want to be like here for, for I don't know the the the, the, the yeah, leading yeah. left winger on the podcast, but it's just more like these people, especially football players, they earn a lot in the first league, or even the second division. It's, it's they are fine. They earn a lot of money, and they have earned a lot of money. If they don't earn a, a euro or a dollar or a pound the next six months. They won't sit on the street and and will beg for money. And like, if there's one youth player who needs the money because like his, yeah, yeah. his first money error, that yeah, he will get it so probably. Really, but it's more about like the people who earn ten million a year and in the next six months they will earn five million. They will get five million for doing nothing because like there's no football going right. on. I don't know if we'll get goes we'll get to the six months mark, but it might be. I don't know. I mean, it was interesting that in the NBA, for example, there was all this like. You know, the billionaire owners who own teams and, and none of them wanted to sort of like it was the players who stepped up and said, like, we're going to pay the salaries of the staff who are, you know, because the season was suspended. So I think like, a, you know, I think it almost like Zion Williamson was one of them. I think Giannis was another. And like, you know, people rightfully so made that point that, OK, well, you have these billionaire owners of most NBA teams because that's what you have to be. And obviously it's not the same in the Bundesliga, but I think you're probably right that like, you know, an Akibatske or or any of the Bayern or certainly the Leipzig people, like they certainly don't miss it. And yet uh, not not too many of them have have come out and said, okay, we're just going to, and I understand why, like I I think, and then you were mentioning about the the clubs who um, sort of financially uh, needed. And I think we should at this point talk a little bit about uh, Christian Seifert who, that was probably the star of the early part of the week, right? He uh, he uh, mm-hmm. is the DFL, uh, well, I guess chairman because the president is uh, Reinhard Rauber still, if, if, I, if I have that, that right. But uh, so yeah, he's, he's the CEO, he's CEO, CEO yeah. of the team. Right, so he's sort of the yeah. acting uh, function. And he's been so since 2005 and basically a, a guy who is uh, fairly well liked just because of representing the uh, Bundesliga's interests and Obviously, you know, under his 15-year reign, they've they've increased all kinds of revenue. I think, like, you know, they were there 2005. The Bundesliga was not making that much money, and and I think now, just from TV, they're making you know four billion now. And I think you know everybody praised him for giving a very reasonable, measured, and sort of uh, professional, for lack of a better word, press conference. Um, which which in a time where where you know. Keep in mind the Bundesliga Thursday or I think even Friday afternoon was still like thinking of having games and then they just they cancel it. So he clearly was sort of the adult in the room. 
Um, and at the same time, I thought it was interesting that nobody really talked about the part where like, he, he was like, sort of saying, okay, well, those, those next line of, uh, TV contracts for 2021 20, to 25, we're like, you know, just, just make sure we're gonna, we're gonna go ahead with those. So, so he, like, I think, I think just the universal praise for him was, was, was interesting and I think deserved, but, but at the same time, like, you know, he, he talked about how, uh, basically, uh, there, there, there's different scenarios for uh, playing out the season. Uh, maybe you can sort of touch on those, and, 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 and we can discuss some of them, and you know about the uh, Geisterspiele, about the, the closed-door matches, and whether you know without those, there's going to be professional teams, and, and which which of the teams that are going to need them. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's it's I think it's difficult to. I mean, I know why, or I understand why he has to come forward with some some kind of plan because, or if, if, if at least a suggestion how it could, um, how how it might play out. Problem is just that we don't know when there when will be uh, day X when uh, it's it's even like likely that there will be uh, matches played again, even like closed door matches because there there are. I mean, in Germany it would be possible, I guess, but even then, like uh, uh, at Let's say that the matches are played behind closed doors. Still, you've got like 80 people in the in the stadium, yeah. like with the staff and like like player staff, uh, medics, um, and a couple yeah, of security right. people and so on. Uh, a couple of people in catering. So you got 80 people, something like that. I don't know. Um, but it's, it seems all right. Uh, and also camera crew and so on. Um, so my, there might be a rule that like uh, only have can have gatherings up to twenty people. So that like all right, that's out the door. Um, so we don't really know when when it's when it's uh, when the well, there's... league can start again. I mean, there, there is just just today or just today. Uh, like uh, today is uh, it's, it's first day. Uh, just on first day, there was an interview with uh, one virologist uh, from. Uh, it was it was by uh, one of the northern Germany and they are northern Germany TV station and they interviewed him and he said that um, football uh, like Bundesliga matches being played next year at the earliest mm. oh. again so so I mean all right then like then we don't have to talk yeah. about any kind of scenarios because if that's the case then I mean it's it's March. So there are nine months that's, left that's, this year. It's going to be a lot of just, lot of podcasts between then and now, um, because that's going to be a lot lot of articles uh, that, that won't be written because like there's nothing going on, right? We're going to be a lot of best of uh, you know retro and the uh, top ten players, those kind of things. Like, yeah, I mean, I think like just to you know touch on the scenarios that they were trying to have. Right. You know, one of the move there's a you know the difficulties is that I think like for like. I read a lot about, or I used to read a lot about sort of um, exponential growth and like Nassim Taleb, who, who talks a lot about the fat sales and, and sort of the way um, events from extremistan, which is like clearly this pandemic is, is one of those things that nobody has really, or not like not nobody, but most people, I should say, are not prepared for, which, which I think is kind of the point. And, and, and you know, the, and the idea is that, you know, the normal rules don't really apply. And, you know, in some in, in some ways, like, it's a lot of ways like like in a stock market where where you know in in one or two days you can make most of your money and most of, also accrue most of your losses and so I think in in sense and like trying to plan for risk or, or trying to you know do those models which which typically don't really work in those domains and I think we're we're in very much that domain right now 
and it doesn't work. But but I think like it, what what people what the Bundesliga has been trying to do, and I think that the moving parts are the European Championships, which which have now been postponed. I think that was the the big thing that uh, you know UEFA was basically holding the club's ransom for three hundred million euros and apparently got it to to postpone it. Right? I think that's that's how I understood it. Maybe maybe you understood it differently, but. Um, that that was my understanding, and it's been postponed to 2021. So in that sense, there's there is sort of one less obstacle from playing the games out. But then, of course, as you mentioned, the the contracts expiring on June 30th means that you want to sort of finish this season because logistically and legally, it just becomes a nightmare between who can play and who's not injured and who has a contract and who doesn't. So you know there, but I think in Germany one of the one of the big problems, and, and then there's and there's there's some plans which I think I I wrote about this in an article where like one plan they wanted to do is, and this was before like the Premier League has suspended matches now uh, not just so April third but now April thirtieth, uh, and I think there was mm. there was a plan for the Bundesliga where they can restart on the second of May and and just basically play like an English Woche sort of you know um, style and and they could play stuff until June June twentieth and, and make those games up, which, you know, could incorporate the Europa League and, and, and Champions League final on June thirtieth. Um I think that's probably the optimistic plan at this point. Um there's there's I think the, the other added difficulty is that and I maybe I have this wrong, but uh, from my understanding, like just because you want to have a Bundesliga game doesn't mean that you can just have it and the cities don't have any say. Like we, I think we saw this in Bremen, who, who the city of Bremen just said, like, no, we're not having the uh, the uh, was it Leverkusen match on Monday that was that was canceled. And yeah. I think now there's a an ordinance in in Berlin that says April nineteenth. Uh, until then, no 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 sporting events. So I find it difficult to have that. And I think today the latest news, and I think this is sort of the most stunning one, is that I think Biden Württemberg. Um, the region basically had some sort of uh, law or, or, or rule passed, and maybe you can talk more about this, but that, that, that apparently one sort of uh, part of it was that uh, until June 15th, there's not going to be anything. So all those teams in the region, like, you know, uh, Hoffenheim, I think, and, and Freiburg are, are, are like uh, affected. And so, so uh, I, there, there's going to be a lot of hurdles on, on to, you know, how, how, how this is going to play out. I mean, I'm interested in, in your opinion on this. Yeah, so so what you what you mentioned last uh, about uh, basically that that all sporting events are uh, not there's no sporting events allowed in Baden-Württemberg uh, until June fifteenth. They backpedaled a little bit and okay. said like that's not a must; it's more a, a recommendation or something. So uh, it's it's uh, but uh, we will see. I mean, yeah, what what, what uh, there's one scenario where they really sp- speeding up or basically like they. They squeezed the remaining nine match days into I don't know three or four weeks yeah. or something. So problem is that um, let's say you got uh, you got uh, as you said Werder Bremen or even like other other clubs. I don't know Eintracht Frankfurt for instance. I just just one example uh, without like uh, going into detail. But uh, Eintracht Frankfurt has four home games within uh, ten days. Yeah. Home yeah. games. So problem is like that the city of Frankfurt has to, um, or that the, the state of of Hess um, has to, uh, of course, send pol- uh, police right, right, officers right. there 
uh, and for for like there are fifty thousand people attending a Frankfurt match, or let's say thirty five thousand people in Irish because there are less people in the stadium because of everything that's going yeah, on. Sorry. Still, there are a lot of thousands, tens of thousands of people in the stadium. Yeah. Or or even if there are if there aren't any people and it's played behind closed yeah. doors, you still need security and police. To uh, secure the matches, to uh, you know, secure the gates and everything, because like, you never know. Because there's this scenario that like people want to get in, like the games behind closed doors doesn't mean like there are not any people around the stadium trying to get in or like trying to get a look or something. There are still people, so you have to still have security. And if you play in front of fans, and even like the five thousand fans, you have to get police uh, officers and the state or the city and the state uh, can just say no. That's not going to happen because like that's not our that's uh our resources especially right now with everything that's going on are um not there to cover your sure, just, uh, uh your matches. I was gonna mention that like when I was in Frankfurt like this is maybe two years ago and and they're playing like Hanover who are you know unsurprisingly one of the worst teams in the in the league and there is so much police presence like it took me about half an hour to yes. get around and I was like what, what what is going on just because it's like it's like it's a regular Bundesliga game where. I think they ended up winning like four one or something, but, but yeah, to, to continue, like it, it's a massive problem, obviously. Yeah, if if you got fifty thousand fans there, I mean, just I mean, I don't think it's realistic to have uh, to do, think there will be matches played in front of fifty thousand fans, uh, even in June or something. But still, like say that you got fifty thousand fans, and you get usually a quota of five hundred mm-hmm. police yeah. or even a thousand police. It depends a little bit. Every state have different. I think states have different quotas in. Um, uh, but somewhere around that, like 500, if it's a high security match, maybe there are 5,000 policemen. <laughs> like there have, there have been matches with 5,000 policemen basically covering the match uh, around the stadium and the, the, in the streets uh, le- leading to the stadium and like oh. g- covering all the spots. Um, I mean, there have been like high security matches, even, even in Germany where it's, if it's comparatively quiet uh in terms of violence and and stuff like that like what do you think about the the story that came out today on on sport buzzer which which apparently like says that you know there's those plans as you mentioned about having games against closed doors and the other one is that that basically they they want to have something like the like the euros where they just have designated um stadiums so, for example, like in Dortmund or, or Munich, yeah. for the you know to the south and whatever, and then they just have the rest of the season, um, you know, basically like more with, with with the as short time as possible. They just have like multiple games, which is like basically kind of turned this into uh, a, 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 a Euro a Euros or, or you know World Cup or something. Um, I think I think that that could be fun, uh, just in the sense of like I think you know this is this is the hard part where I think most both of us understand sort of the fan aspect and we we've talked a lot about that and and how much connection people have with that. But I think at this point we might have to just let that idea go and and I think maybe the Bundesliga has to just approach this as as I think I saw a good good suggestion on 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 Twitter that that you know you have to kind of think of out like this is what I mentioned before where. This is you have to kind of throw out the models and think of the craziest ideas and out of the box and you know suggestion on Twitter is that you, you play like the Argentinian clausura you know next season maybe in a shortened season that you can just you know maybe like start this season from June and play to like whatever December or, or start from July and play to December and then just play like a shortened season. I think all of those scenarios are interesting. Um, there there was there's basically the 
there's this, there's another there another model in this same Sportbuzzer article, which is that you could just finish the season in 16 days, which which I was like that 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 could be that could be fun where where they just play like uh um like in every two or three days. Um, I, I think, I think that's sort of a very, like a rapid sort of chess party, <laughs> which, which, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, and then there's the, the third one is the, the English model, which is basically what we discussed that you just play sort of, you know, uh, like Wednesdays and Saturdays for four weeks. Um, I don't know. What do you think about those? And, and, uh, we also got a question, which I think relates to this, uh, from, from Gabor Hanak and, and I think. We should mention that uh, you know there was some plan as well to to not have anybody get relegated and and basically get uh, all those teams promoted from the Zweite Liga and start with 22 teams. And Gabor's question is mm. having 20 teams or, or more teams permanently. Like, what do you think about those ideas? Um, so uh, starting with the first one, that the tournament format um, might be worth a shot. Um, what they also like the scenario also sees that you you got uh, teams at designated hotels mm-hmm. and then you get tra- transported from the hotels to the stadiums and back like basically they are not in contact with any outside people it's also like i mean if you, if you think about it it's still like what is going on right uh, it's just uh it's like it's like caesar gets escorted mm-hmm. uh, escorted from from his from his mansion uh to the senate and back mm-hmm. it's like, all right that that's it right uh, I mean, it's 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 still weird um but it's also i'm not sure because because the the, the TV stations uh, Sky and the Zone who own the TV rights, they have contracts uh, and and they, they are there are certain parts in the contracts might say that like yes you Bundesliga plays I don't know so and so, I don't know how many matches for Sky and much more matches for Sky and like less matches for the Zone but there's a, a number of matches played but it's not like only the total number makes the yeah. TV rights fees. There's also more to it, like like you play like there are single matches on Sunday and single matches on Friday and stuff like that. So you don't probably fulfill your contract entirely. So you won't. And and, and it's like these scenarios are mostly about getting the TV rights money, not getting the the, the ticket revenue, especially if you have a, a tournament format. Uh, and there are that, that's played I mean, I uh, at three locations like or something. Written off as losses right now, right? I think. Yeah, yeah, they, 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 yeah, but 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 even if you if you just look at the TV rights money, um, I don't know if if they will get the full three hundred and seventy million if they play if they basically finish up the season in in I don't know ten days yeah. just at you yeah, know playing playing I understand, like, simultaneously I, I, all the yeah, time and stuff like. I work that. for a TV station, so like you know, I can tell you that our yeah. our schedule like uh, I was you know been, been talking to my boss about this for the last uh, couple of days and he's like well we got to redo everything and, and that's that's just what it is when you're you're working for a sports uh network basically your you know your your whole schedule is destroyed and I, you know now i think the turkish league is, is the last one that has uh fallen and uh, basically you have nothing to show for for uh for months now so i think as you were saying like if you have the season finish in 10 days which is great for those 10 days but like what do you do for the rest of the you know like like what do you do for the rest of the two months or whatever absolutely that's that's the thing uh it's just, but 
you you got like football uh, all the time for for these these two weeks, and then there's uh, still nothing going on. That and that in the t- uh, especially Sky and, and the Zone who are on subscription uh, yeah. who are working on subscription models, uh, they want to more or less. I mean, yeah, there's the summer break where you can't do anything about it, but still you want to stretch it out so you have uh, you offer something to your subscribers all the time. Yeah. Or at least like uh, four days a week or something, uh, Friday to Monday or Friday through Saturday, uh, Sunday, and then maybe you got Champions League matches or something. So you offer them something for that right, money. So when, cancel, when they... right? Like they're going to be like, oh, well, I'm just going to surprise for, subscribe for May when then there's the tournament, and then like, yeah, wait, wait, and then then, then I unsubscribe yeah. the, the next month. Uh, so so I pay twenty bucks yeah. for watching the rest of the season, but then I, pay, I don't pay anything until the next season starts, which will maybe be in October because like everything is, is uh, screwed up uh, and and uh, you don't you don't know I mean maybe there's a second wave a second outbreak that right. that's I mean that has happened in other uh, pandemics so you never know um what would I I mean there's one thing that's that's difficult is with the um players contracts that they that they some of yeah. them of course only some of them ran out on June 13th. Uh, maybe you can you can just get extensions for another six months. The model I like more is, I mean, given that like there is a possibility to play football matches uh, until the end of the year, that you basically stretch out this season until the end of mm-hmm. the, the year uh, and play it out in I don't know in September, October, November, or something when when it's when it's good to go, um, and then you. I mean, they they move the euros. That's a, that's the thing. I, I thought for a second they maybe cancel the euros actually, because like that's one advantage with the with the twenty twenty euros is it's played in different okay. cities from different countries, so it's easier to move it. Because I mean, yes, Munich or Budapest okay. or, or or Glasgow and so they lose a couple of matches. But they haven't like invested yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's not like a country investing heavily in infrastructure for a tournament. It's more like okay, the the, the city of Glasgow loses I mean, money, the city of Budapest loses money. It's, this, but but this country they, sort of did like there's a new they rebuilt sort of the the Pushkar Stadium and that was supposed to be the thing. So I mean there hasn't really been any communication on that. But I, but like I, I I understand your point. Yeah, I mean it's easier to move. Like uh, let's say let's say that the tournament would be in the Czech Republic or something. Uh, Czech Republic has had heavily invested in like five new stadiums because they only have yeah, like yeah, two yeah. good ones and like in, 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 in infrastructure because like some of I mean outside of of Prague it's not <laughs> yeah. uh, infrastructure wise it's uh, yeah it's debatable if it's really that good. Uh, I don't think so. Um, so but it isn't like that. It's like you know it's it's a different kind of it's it's it cushions the blow a little bit because yes maybe budapest has invested heavily but for instance munich like munich hasn't right. done anything uh mm-hmm. like for the years because they have, they have like the Allianz uh, arena they have the, the infrastructure yeah, is I mean, there I think, for like, every buy on they just played it in the biggest stadium in town right like that's the idea no, yeah, of course. I mean, they, they just they just play there, and that's it. And and I, same with London. Like that, that there are a couple uh, that the, the finals uh, of the yeah, Euros are should be also post. Given what we know about you know how the Rio Olympics turned out, or how like basically why you know most cities just don't want to have major sporting events, or like Ath- since Athens and and whatever. So I think like the yeah yeah. I mean, I, 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 and I and I actually like the model of having uh, a tournament a, a euros tournament at least spread out across the continent and i mean you could you could do it every four years you could you know this time of course this time all, all the largest but it's also bilbao or so mm-hmm. it's not like in, in Glasgow. it's i mean we have so many large stadiums in europe next time you can you can instead of munich you play in dortmund and instead of 
London, you play in Manchester or something like that. Or instead of, you know, you get it. Like instead of Bilbao, you play in Valencia. Um, Maybe you play in Madrid, but you play in the Wanda Metropolitano instead of the uh, Santiago Bernabeu. I mean, there are so many possibilities. Like there are so many large stadiums. You could do it like every four years as exactly what you said like a lot of countries they don't want to have these these large sporting events anymore they invest in heavily in infrastructure they can't use anymore afterwards like let's say the czech republic example like why do why would they need uh six large stadiums when they have average attendance of mm-hmm. five thousand or something I have to look it up uh so i mean it's same with Brazil, the 2014 world cup like some of these stadiums they couldn't really use it anymore. Really, yeah. there there are no teams who, who could who could really make use of it uh, uh, during the you know normal um, season. Yeah. So, um. So, but what I want to say is like you can finish up this season until December until Christmas if it's possible if if, if the outbreak uh, is contained and it's, it gets back and it's less less vicious um, on population and yeah, maybe there is there are decisions made that like yeah we can, can have public gatherings again and stuff like that and then you could i thought like you could just play another january to december season and then another one because of the world mm-hmm. cup and then start everything uh because the world cup is in is in december but what you also can do what you said is like you can do a shorter season from january to june before the euros yeah. what, what is i mean the sds like this, I don't think there's a single reason against a short season. The TV rights, uh, the TV stations, they just want to have football yeah. on. If it's a short season or a long season, it doesn't matter. And uh, it's only important that like there's yeah. football from January to June and then back on from August to December. So they don't really, I mean, they don't yeah, care. Like, I... uh, so you can have a, a short season, like with only like in the Bundesliga, for instance, 18 matches. Yes, there are some teams who have like favorable matchups playing at home against uh, the stronger teams or something. You know what? Who cares? Well, it's, it's in sports. Sports is never entirely fair. It's yeah. just, it's not. Yeah, it's just, I think, like, you know, and you can just play, like, a team once, you know, instead of having to have, like, you know, yes. you know 30, you can just have 17 games. Yeah, like, I think um, I've been listening to a lot to uh, Michael Cayley and Mike Goodman with the Double Pivot podcast because they're doing these sort of short coronavirus stuff. And, and like, you know, one and. And one of the things that they say is something that I agree with that, that um, although like I, I am for tradition in a lot of ways, but I think like a lot of times just in football, the argument that people want to just have is just, just because it's tradition, right? Like there's, and there's, it's not a, you know, it's, it's not a, it's not an actual argument. It's just sort of, you know, well, we always do it that way. And, and I think um, the, the hard part with that is that, you know, this isn't like there's, there's this, and this is something that I've been arguing with people about when it comes to VAR and when it comes to a lot of other things that we, we try to think of football and something sacred and uh, imminent and, and unmovable. And when in reality, it's always shifting and it's always our conception of football and our, our understanding of football and the way we experience the game is, is not the same, but we just kind of try to think of it because it's a game that, you know, like 11 guys go down to the park and play and essentially it's the same idea that that you play against you know Dortmund against Bayern but um that's sort of it's true but it's also like not true and in the sense that football has always changed from you know like offside rules to back pass rules to you know uh not not having substitutes and yellow cards but we I think this is another thing that um you know, guys like Daniel Kahneman and Amos Tversky talk about how there's a lot of cognitive biases and, and we tend to 
forget a lot of things and we tend to have a, a model and a, and a, and a perception of, of, of football in our head and whatever stuff doesn't really fit into that it's 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 like well that probably didn't happen so i think in in that sense you know people are resistant to change because it doesn't fit their worldview so so they this, this is i think the, the problem that people have in in not understanding but accepting var and i think this is sort of the problem that people are going to run into when it comes to devising these scenarios for the bundesliga or the future um although like i agree with you that i think this is the perfect time to explore every every opportunity or every option outside of the box because whenever are you going to have this sort of like this is a, a very much like I, I i'm i was talking with some people today about how this is a, a really like every every sort of um, major event i guess for lack of a better term is, is also an opportunity to do something differently right like and then I think in that, sure. in that sense, you know, as you were saying, like maybe it's, 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 it's that time where you just, okay, you fulfill the contracts, but you have, you know, 17 game season, or maybe as you, I, I really like the idea that you mentioned about um, having these January to December, like, you know, why does it season doesn't have to go, uh, you know, uh, fall and, uh, and, uh, you know, spring, it could, it could just run through that. And so I, there's, I think there's a lot of those. And and especially I, I like in Germany, in Germany or in central Europe, right? Yeah. Right. I, 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 where aren't there any matches played in in July? Yeah, well, I mean, in, especially in Germany. Like, or, yeah, it's not. not right. Oh, I don't know. I mean, we, we don't. We're, we're certainly not going to get into the uh, the climate part of it because that's another that's another discussion. But yeah, I really, sure. But you you get my point. Yeah. I mean, I I get it that maybe in in South and Italy you shouldn't play in July because like there are forty five degrees or something. Uh, but like in Germany, I mean, sometimes I, f I think like in July that that's the best weather. It's, it's it's sunny. It's warm, but it's not like it's still like passable and you could play football and and the kids are out there playing football in july because they like it it's not raining What's like um, it's not... so sometimes it's weird that, that especially in july there's no football going i on. don't really <laughs> like the idea of just having a break because like let's face it like most of these footballers have like three weeks off anyway in a, in a year so yeah. like i just you know i, I think like because you know like like when let's say like you mentioned the 97 uh, ucl the champions league final I mean, in those days, you would have like two, two, three months off, right? From from what I remember, is there'd be like proper. And Germany is still one of those countries that has a winter break, although I don't know for how long. But you know, I think in in that sense, it's it's very much can very much already is like a 10, 11 month a year sport. So why not just do it for January, like middle of January to middle of December or whatever? Um, yeah, I mean, there's those those are very very um, interesting. Question. So, um, well, I don't know if there's anything else that you would want to discuss, but um, or, or anything else that you're working on, or, or how you're going to uh, survive this rest of the uh, well for however long this lasts. I don't know. I'm. I, I don't know how I will survive. <laughs> I have to come up with like like new ideas uh, what I could write about, um, or maybe I will just go into esports entirely now. Um, it's also it's uh, one last thing I want to mention. It's like uh, I mean. Often enough, when we, when, for instance, I, I mean, I, I travel a lot, but I also like, like, I, I find home office quite enjoyable um, at times. But then, if you're sitting at home and you think about, well, that will, ha well, uh, now be my life for the next two months or something, it gets a little bit yeah. depressing. Uh, because I, <laughs> so I don't know. Um, it will, it will be interesting. I, I think like in the past week, we have already seen. 
uh, the football news sites and the, 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 the newspapers exploring all the things they could do in a, in a time where there's no football on. I know what they will do in two months. Because, like They will probably just throw you on all their articles <laughs> and just pu publish it, republish it and maybe hope that nobody notices. So um, because <laughs> it's just... Uh, it's just difficult, especially for sports journalists. And it's not just football, it's like all the sports. All yeah, the sports. It's, a, it's a really weird time because like, you know, like I, I get this from a lot of people that I'm friends with or sort of have interactions with. And, you know, I'm, I'm doing a lot of content, certainly. And, you know, basically uh, it's, it's, it's right now it's my main job is to produce content in various different forms and languages. And, and you know, one of the things I always get is like, well, you know, we don't have enough time to, to consume. And I, and I understand that. Like, I, I certainly don't have as much time to read when I'm, you know, watching six or seven Bundesliga matches and analyzing and being on TV and writing and talking about them. But then, like, you know, and, and I agree that sometimes there's, or most of the time, I think there's just too much football, you know. And, and you know, I certainly can't pay attention to other leagues the way I would like to. But then there's also this now where we're now suddenly there's nothing and then now you're left with but left with uh, time and I think the the way I kind of look at it is it's also a really nice opportunity for you know guys like me or maybe maybe you I don't know if you put yourself in this category of people who create content and maybe this is just me being optimistic in the first first couple of weeks of of this uh, lockdown slash quarantine slash self uh, isolation social distancing thing but uh, i think it's a start of something maybe something uh that's going to change sports media and change uh the way we think about football uh, maybe uh maybe it will also change society to some yeah. extent i think uh pe people being uh, being more at home and uh less i mean i i'm not a proponent of like less socializing of course uh because there, there are already issues in some of the metropoles with like uh being in a, in a in a city of four million or twelve million, but still being alone. Uh, I mean, there are loneliness right. issues, uh, which will only get worse. Like of the of this kind of uh, staying at home uh, period, but also maybe only maybe I don't know. Maybe there will be something like a um, slowing down process that some people will realize, mm -hmm. or many people will realize that sometimes we are too fast. We are just not uh, breathing, and like it's same in sports journalism. I mean, I'm, I've done. I mean, I probably I, I think I wrote my first football article in 2012 or something. So mm -hmm. uh, it's gone on for a couple of years, um, and it's always that fast. So like, you never can digest something. You never can like think about something more than two times, and then it's like gone. Then yeah. it's an, onto the next thing, and like there's especially. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, you got like something is going on in the Bundesliga. You 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 write about it, you talk about it, you do something, videos, whatever, uh, and then on to the next thing. Like on yeah. on, on Tuesday, there's a Champions yeah. League match, and then on Thursday, there's there's a uh, Europa League match, and like everything gets so fast. And I'm like like I don't know, one of these old crumpy people is like uh, uh, these these young people are are, are um, just bad uh, for society. No, it's like the entire society is just so fast. Like go on to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. Uh, and right now, of course, there is news all over the place and like every, like breaking news all the time right now because of Corona. But 
there's also like people now thinking about what could I do? Ah, maybe I could read a book. Maybe I could just revisit some stuff I did in the past. Maybe I just, you know, I think about something I haven't thought about because I hadn't the time and I was, I was just tired because of all the things that are going on in my life. So, and it's and, and to break it down to sports journalism and, and, and sport in general, maybe it also gets to the point where people think like, maybe you have to slow down mm -hmm. a little bit at least. Uh, it wouldn't hurt us to have like less sports, but still a lot of sports, but maybe a little yeah. bit less, but th therefore more and more like the, the experience is more intense because I sometimes feel throughout the season, there are periods throughout the season where I get numb a little yeah. bit because there's so many matches and so many so many things in football alone and then if you are someone who's watching a couple of sports like like the typical american is like watching nfl and mlb yeah, i don't know how people do that like i used to i used to do that but i haven't since i've been covering the Bundesliga. i just i just i just said like i'm i'm just gonna quit because there's no way i could like i have people that i work with for a tv station and you know we we have we have the nfl and the nba and and they're like you know like we just did I don't know, three Bundesliga matches or two. And then they're like, oh, we're going to watch the NFL. I'm like, well, I don't know how you can do that. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. But there, there's also, that, that, that's all, uh, these people are professionals, but also you got like fans who are just, you know, watching all the sports. And I think at one point, if you're, if you're a professional or just a fan, you, you get, you can get a little bit numb. Uh, so you think like, I can't even remember the match from last week because there have been 15 matches in between yeah. uh, to, the, to the day. Now I'm watching again five matches or something. So, um, yeah, I, of course, the, the uh, associations, UEFA and FIFA and so on, they are pushing for more matches, more matches, more matches. I mean, of course, the Euros moved to 2021. So the entire, uh, uh, what was the Nations Cup? It's Definitely, also... Yeah. The Nations League is out the window, I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, but it was like the Nations. The Nations League was you. You got you got the Euros. Then you got uh, usually you got the Euros. Then you got the one year break. Yeah. Then you got the Confed Cup, which is of course a smaller one, but still it's it's something. And you got the World Cup. Well, and they fought like well. there's one year where we have a little bit time left. Do we do something else now? Of course, Corona screwed up uh, the plans. I I hope so at least. Because like you don't need more matches yeah. and you don't need more stuff. There's enough stuff. Yes, I know in times of streaming services and subscription services, you are in the business of content creating. I know. But there are also different ways of creating content, even in the realm of the Bundesliga, for instance. It doesn't have to be matches all the time. There are more ways to do it. Um, so easy that's that's the thing you just of course it's just i mean it's 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 like for the for the for the history of sport of professional or televised sports especially it's so easy you need it you need i mean back in the day you had like one one giant one giant camera somewhere on 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 main stands um filming the thing uh recording thing but even today like it's so easy you, you the, the the thing is going on. It's it's action. It's 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 a guarantee that there's action unless you I don't know watch better uh, premium match right now. No, sorry, uh, just kidding. Uh, but you know you know there's a certainty there is, will be something going on. You will be you have something and you just film it and you broadcast it and like that's it. I it's, in terms of content creation, it's so so much easier than. Uh, shooting a movie, for instance, like you know how hard you have to work for sixty minutes uh, of a documentary, like that's like a, a year's work or a worth of work. Um, 
but but like 60 minutes football is like the easiest thing ever right it's just let the teams play i of course they get paid royally but still it's so easy in terms of content creation that's why uh, so many tv stations are uh pay so ma- so much money especially for uh for football and our um, sports content it's live content and it's easy to produce compared to many other things and- you know, that's a fitting end note because anything, nothing is easier yeah. than, well, the only thing easier than 60 minutes of uh, TV uh, matches is recording a podcast for 55 or 60 minutes because it just requires the two of us. So I think <laughs> hopefully we, we prove that uh, t- today and uh, well, we'll uh, hope to uh, talk to you uh, soon. And uh, on, on, in the meantime, uh, you know, uh, people can follow you on your Twitter at uh, CC underscore E-C-K-N-E-R. Which is which is I think your your copyright that I that I now stole from you, but spielverlagerung.com uh, uh, and that's AA. And I think you're you're still doing the YouTube videos, if that's if I'm correct. Yeah, we'll have another YouTube video up uh, on Sunday, maybe or so. I've I've asked my um, asked some of my my followers and and readers to submit questions. I, I now have thirty questions to answer, so uh, maybe I will be a two part series. I don't know. Uh, there's also like a, a weird mix of like questions really specific on tactics or something, and then like like just general questions about uh, football in society. You know? like, this is this is weird times right now. Um, yeah, but we'll have something. That's up. where we are. But uh, this is this is the job that that we have uh, signed up for is to uh, answer those questions and figure out a way to create content from uh, weird questions and interesting questions and tactics and and politics and all those things which makes football uh, enjoyable and I've certainly enjoyed talking to you and I hope I can uh, do that in the future. Okay, thanks. Stay safe.